Support US and get exclusive gift, reports and docs become a patron. True information is the most valuable resource and we ask you to give back. HTTP colon slash slash www.burnpulch.org The only website with a license to spy, Police Light, follow us on Telegram and Gab for even more above top secret infos and documents. HTTPS colon slash slash t.me slash above top secret school. Right pointing finger, join at above top secret school. HTTPS colon slash slash gab.com slash burnpulch. A network of scientists called Covinform uses millions from the EU to denigrate anyone who is not satisfied with the authoritarian pandemic policies of those in power. The theoretical basis called intersectionality theory is obscure, the result arbitrary. If it weren't so bad, the blooms generated by this taxpayer-funded smear machine would be laughable. Covinform is not to be confused with Cominform, Stalin's Communist Information Bureau. Rather, Covinform stands for Coronavirus Vulnerabilities and Information Dynamics Research and Modeling. It is a 5 million euro EU-funded pandemic project that will run from November 2020 until the end of October 2023. One of the focal points of the work is, in my words, to discredit critics of the authoritarian pandemic policy, gladly also with the biggest club available, the accusation of anti-Semitism. The project is funded, seemingly inappropriately, as part of the Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program, which is actually intended to secure the EU's global competitiveness through innovation. Under the pretext of protecting the disabled and other, underprivileged, Minorities from non-governmental messages, it is thus a matter of effective communication, a euphemistic term for propaganda. The close proximity of the name to that of Stalin's propaganda machine had already suggested something like that. Criticism of compulsory vaccination is anti-Semitic. To protect minorities against messages that deviate from the government line, it is necessary to discredit dissenting messages. What better way to do that than with accusations of anti-Semitism? With this in mind, Covinform recently published an essay titled Anti-Semitic Narratives Find Ground in COVID-19 Anti-Vax Conspiracy Theories. Such articles abound. Covinform and similar EU-funded networks and institutions are among the most important sources of such narratives, which are then further disseminated through the mainstream media. It is not entirely obvious what criticism of vaccine pressure and compulsory vaccination has to do with hostility to Jews. After all, the governments that run it are overwhelmingly non-Jewish. Also, the people repeatedly mentioned in connection with vaccination initiatives, such as Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and members of the Rockefeller clan, are far removed from Judaism. So let's look at the Covenformer evidence. Opponents of vaccination frequently use Holocaust comparisons and consider themselves the new Jews. Variations of established anti-Semitic conspiracy ideologies, such as the Great Reset and the New World Order, play an important role. Anti-Semitic coded language that uses words like globalists instead of Jews are common throughout Europe. Fomenting fear is one of the main methods used to unite conspiracy theorists. The victim mentality is widespread among anti-vaccinationists. Links to the extreme right are present in several countries. The first thing that stands out about the article is the wholly unscientific use of anti-vaccinationists, anti-vaxxers, a fighting term that is not narrowed down in meaning. Most of those who take to the streets against the harassment of people not vaccinated against COVID, up to and including mandatory vaccination, are vaccinated against many diseases, some even against COVID. They are all, at least implicitly, lumped under the term anti-vaccinationists and brought into the smokescreen of being conspiracy theorists, another unscientific fighting term, and anti-Semites. Yet, for the most part, they are merely skeptical about the wholly novel and fast-tracked COVID-19 vaccines currently being offered 
or they are merely advocating for the right to self-determination. The evidence starts out weak and gets weaker towards the back. One can categorize making Holocaust comparisons as relativizing the Holocaust and thus as something that might harm Jews in its effect and thus as a kind of indirect anti-Semitism. But this is an accusation of a completely different kind than making statements hostile to Jews. For instance in the sense that there is a Jewish conspiracy behind Corona. I would dispute, however, that Holocaust comparisons are made anywhere near frequently enough among critics of government vaccination policy to justify blanketly placing critics of measures and COVID vaccination skeptics under suspicion of anti-Semitism, as is done here. From here on, the quality of the evidence goes downhill very quickly. First, it is conceded. Holocaust comparisons and the concept of the new Jews are at odds with more established anti-Semitic ideologies such as the Great Reset and the New World Order, which claim that a Jewish elite will take control of the world. That the Great Reset should be an established anti-Semitic ideology claiming that a Jewish elite will take control of the world is florid nonsense. The Great Reset, as far as I know, was proclaimed by the non-Jewish head of the World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab only in the summer of 2020. According to the proclamations, it will be primarily about ending environmental degradation and climate change, and about more social justice. I am not aware of any theories that the World Economic Forum is a Jewish conspiracy. This is reflected in the mainstream media as well. Entering Great Reset and Anti-Semitism Us revealed among the first German finds an article in Stuttgarter Neue Nachrichten about the myth of global eco-dictatorship. Anti-Semitism only appears in the form that Michael Bloom, the anti-Semitism commissioner of Baden-Württemberg, is quoted as an expert, without constructing a connection between Great Reset and anti-Semitism. At the top of the page in English is a text by the Anti-Defamation League on the Great Reset Conspiracy Narrative. There, the connection to anti-Semitism is made far down the line, and only in the form that Great Reset is also a topic for anti-Semitic right-wingers, and that they fit it, wonder of wonders, into their anti-Semitic worldview. But this means nothing at all for the honorability of other critics of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and their machinations, among which I also count myself quite decidedly because otherwise one could defame any criticism of bad conditions as anti-Semitic, up to criticism of stinking school toilets and bad grades. Universal Indications of Anti-Semitism A universal accusation is also the use of allegedly anti-Semitic coded terms. Those who pseudoscientifically come around the corner with this circumstantial evidence regularly refrain from delineating when certain terms, such as globalists or global eco-dictatorship, simply mean what they seem to mean and are not code words at all. For example, in a book I had previously summarized named scientists and actors from Boston, Washington, and New York as from the East Coast and promptly earned myself the accusation of anti-Semitism from a left-wing reviewer who didn't like my theses on cash. Because East Coast, I was allowed to learn, is such an ultra-right code word for Jews. Then it goes deeper and deeper into the lower drawers. The stirring up of fear is taken as an important indication of anti-Semitism. Anyone who warns against something he considers dangerous is already half anti-Semitic, in that case, the authors of the strategy paper from the Federal Ministry of the Interior, in which the COVID fear-mongering strategy was formulated, would be anti-Semites. Denying victims the right to feel that way. Victim mentality is also said to be an indication of anti-Semitism. So you don't even have to make any tricky comparisons. It is enough to feel unjustly treated. That in itself is highly questionable. But what if the corresponding group of the unvaccinated is maltreated with hate messages and corresponding measures by government leaders like Manuel Macron, as he did recently when he said in an interview that he would annoy the unvaccinated to the bitter end by restricting their access to the activities of social life as much as possible. I have a great desire to annoy the unvaccinated, he said, where murder, 
less reservedly translated, also means to shit on or go for the balls. Therefore, he said, his government will continue to do so, to the bitter end. Aren't those who are insulted and threatened in this way entitled to feel a little bit like victims, without having to be called anti-Semites? And finally, there is the unavoidable connection to the extreme right, which can of course be established by the fact that representatives of the political extremes tend to criticize the government, but not only the government. All in all, it is an extremely thin soup of arguments that is stirred up here with EU money in order to implicitly stamp all those who do not get vaccinated and who take to the streets against compulsory vaccination as anti-Semites. This has nothing to do with science. It is cheap propaganda against government critics. Where this comes from there is a lot of government in it. The questionable text was written by Mariana Karakulaki of the Media Diversity Institute. This London-based institute is funded by the British government, the US State Department, the EU Commission and the Open Society Institute. It started as the European Centre for War, Peace and the News Media, according to its own description, with a mission to train journalists in the Balkans, Russia and the South Caucasus. In recent years, he said, the Institute has also been working with major IT technology companies to stop the spread of hate speech and disinformation while preserving freedom of expression. The text is a summary of a study this institute wrote for Western government propaganda, along with partners such as the Amadeu Antonio Foundation of former GDR State Security Service whistleblower Aneta Kahane. Among the foundation's board members who watch to make sure she gets it right is the president of Thuringia's Office for the Protection of the Constitution. Kahane represents the thesis, which seems to spring from a somewhat childish logic, that everything that can be called a conspiracy theory can also be called anti-Semitic, because anti-Semitism is a conspiracy theory and conspiracy theories are therefore anti-Semitic. Of all people, the anti-Semitism commissioner Michael Bloom, who was always available when the Tagesschau or any other media needed an expert to accuse government critics of anti-Semitism, has himself been caught at the end of 2021. The Simon Wiesenthal Center in Los Angeles singled out, of all people, Baden-Württemberg state representative against anti-Semitism is one of the worst anti-Semites of the year. The accusation, he has continuously liked and retweeted anti-Jewish, anti-Israel and conspiracy theory Twitter accounts. The center did not provide more specifics about the messages and accounts in its list. It was probably, also, about Nazi comparisons. Many Jewish people and institutions in Germany called the accusation absurd. It would be nice if these people and institutions would also raise their voices against the inflationary abuse of the accusation of anti-Semitism to denigrate government critics. This is because it wears out very quickly, is discredited in large parts of the population and loses its effect where it would be appropriate. This is an excerpt, you can download this info in full-length unredacted, our full videos, our full document and much more for free at our Telegram channel. https colon slash slash t.me slash above top secret school. Right pointing finger, join at above top secret school. Email address. Subscribe.